Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, February 28th on a Tuesday. You guys ready to get into it? Let's get your commute started in 3, 2, 1. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Uh, that's right. We are grooving it, moving it, and just loving it. And here we are with some breaking news to get to right now. Last night, Cat stole Zach away before Charity's one-on-one date, and the internet has gone wild. Now, Cat has issued a statement on her Twitter. We're going to get into that right now. In fact, here's what Cat had to say just one hour ago as I record this. What wasn't shown last night were my apologies and accountability the moment I could. Unless you have been immersed in this experience, you cannot understand what comes with trying to manage the delicate balance between your friendships and your relationship. Yeah, and on today's featured clip, which I'll share at the last half of this podcast, will be my sort of recapping of what went down with Cat versus the House, Cat versus Brooklyn. Nick Fiel called Brooklyn a bully. Brooklyn, of course, came hard at Cat for Cat swooping in on that kiss before Charity's date. And, you know, it's a little interesting. It can be looked at in different ways. You can look at it in the way of there's no rules, you're just there for your man, but of course, that comes with some collateral damage, which is maybe losing respect from the rest of the house. Hey, sometimes it's worth taking your shot, and sometimes it's not. And also today, I'm going to share with you guys some American Idol news. You guys know I've been watching this season of American Idol. They're only on week two, but I wanted to share with you guys my three favorite songs from this past episode. Feel free to watch the show if you want. It's not a sponsor or anything, but uh, of course, on an audio-only podcast, I'd love to share with you some beautiful music as we like to kick that energy up to high gear. You guys ready to do this? Let's go. All right, so Nick calls Zach out. He calls him outrageous, obtuse, and lacks empathy. He also mocks uh, Zach and sort of does a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, 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 role play where he kind of, well, here, you know what? Rather than me explain it to you, have a listen for it yourself. Yeah. He's just, you know, he does that thing. Acts completely obtuse and oblivious. Absolutely no empathy. Stay. He's just like, Wow, it's just like everything's changed with Ariel after this 101. I it's mean, just like, no fucking shit, Zach. That's what it like, is. It's all about the 101. If you don't get a 101, you don't have a chance. And, you're and, and, and when you consider the possibility that there was, ooh, I don't know, an 80, 90% chance that Zach knew he was going to send Jess home at, in that uh, conversation. Now, I don't know for sure. It was so outrageous. In that- all right, so very interesting the theory there that Nick says, when Jess and Zach broke up, Zach probably knew that Jess was going to be going home. Now, as you guys listened to yesterday's podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, you heard my chat with Dr. Diane Strakowski, and she explained some of the ways that people will cope with being in tough situations, one of which being, um, you know, to to sort of put, make, make, get control where there is none. And that in a way being after Jess went home, he tells the ladies, I had to send Jess home. He also decides not to do a rose, uh, give a rose out on the group date. So just instances where, where Zach uh, displays a personality that we're just starting to see that's maybe not who he is in his calm moments, which is normal. We all act a fool when presented with adversity. Uh, what we really learn about someone in their character is how they how they 
react to that adversity. And what we're seeing with Zach is, you know, he's a fish out of water. He's in a place he's never been in before. Now, here's what our friends at the She's All Batch podcast had to say. A quick clip. They've got their podcast out, their episode six recap of The Bachelor. You can go check that out. She's All Batch, wherever you listen to podcasts. But have a listen to what they had to say. Greer, excuse me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find my wife. And right now I'm talking to Charity. So, yeah. Greer, why don't you go make a sales call or something? (laughs) Like, literally. Oh, poor Greer. Uh, uh, then Kat, Kat, like, genuinely doesn't understand why the girls are upset, though. She says, why can't I have my moment? Like, because it's not your moment, though. Mm. It's Charity's moment. That's why you can't have this this specific <laughs> moment. You've had several other moments surrounding this one. Very Seinfeld-esque. This isn't your moment. You can't have a moment. It's not yours. Why can't I have a moment? You got your moment. So, uh, so Kat, unaware, at least in the edit, that it wasn't her moment, and... Anyways, let, let's do this. Let's jump over to a few. Let's let's cleanse the palate, as it were, and play a few clips from this week's American Idol and uh, just some audio. And then and then we'll get back into uh, our featured clip of the day. As you guys know, if you've been listening, I actually leave for Indonesia tonight. So I'm running around like a madman uh, because I have a 14 hour flight and then a seven hour layover and then a seven hour flight. And I'll be in Indonesia for the first half of March. So I'll be actually doing my shows. Don't say, oh, Dave's out of town. I'm not going to have content. You're going to get personalized Indonesian content for you. I've actually got a stand-up show March 7th in Bali on the island of Bali in Indonesia. Uh, so is is Bali an island? I know it's a province, but either way, that's where I'll be. Uh, Lynn and Shirt Dave will be making a resurgence in the beautiful country of Indonesia. In the meantime, three amazing clips from American Idol. The first one, here's a clip of a song that a young songwriter, singer-songwriter named John Wayne Hatfield wrote about his grandfather coming out of the closet. What amazing pipes. Have a listen. Why did you wait so long to tell me what was wrong? Tell me, Ray. Tell me, Ray. if I knew Had plenty of time to keep me in mind and tell me, Ray. Are you too scared to move on or sad that she's gone? Tell me, Ray. Tell me, Ray. See if I knew. Had plenty of time to keep me in mind and tell me right. That's John Wayne Hatfield there. And on American Idol, he gets a standing ovation from Katy Perry there. And our next of my top three favorite songs is a very young uh, musician by the name of Kaylin Hedges. She's only 15 years young, and she sings this song for her dad, who's uh, abroad serving overseas. Said the first thing that came to his mind, Take a look around, how the sun 
folks that's our second of our three favorite moments now i don't want to give away that story but it's a must watch so if you don't have the time to check out the full episode go to american idols instagram they've got all these clips out there and our third we have trey from the fey from santa Fe. it is a heroic story and a very emotional one he actually was um in the classroom that was uh, shot up in a school shooting and he tells his story not a dry eye, uh, not a dry eye there. But um, here we have Trey from Santa Fe trying to bring some love and positive energy to his hometown. Oh, they say Jesus was a poor man. I guess I wish I had a little more him and me. Make it easy. Just brilliant, folks. Just brilliant. That's Trey from The Fay on Instagram. So we're following these folks. Let me know. Do you guys like me throwing in some of this American Idol music for your drive home? A little different than the talent, <laughs> quality of talent we get on The Bachelor. See, The Bachelor's prime export is uh, is drama that's caused by dating by multiple pe- people dating the same guy, whereas American Idol is exporting raw and real talent which is amazing vocalists from all over the country and i gotta tell you i love what they're doing they've moved away from just the sort of cattle call of of auditions and it looks like they're really curating great great talent to audition so i'm loving it i really am it's 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 such an i mean this episode week two of american idol I think is Emmy worthy. I, 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 I truly do. And I, again, they're not paying me to say this. There aren't many shows that are like network TV shows that I endorse. A lot of them are so cheesy because they have such a broad scope, but we're looking at a slice of Americana. And as I'll say in on Thursday's episode of Game of Roses, when I interview Chad from Game of Roses, I discuss American Idol and I discuss how they're able to intertwine the Americana the slice of life from so many varied backgrounds and integrate it all into a song about singing. And I think The Bachelor could learn from American Idol and integrate more slices of Americana, more learning about people's hometowns, where they come from, their trials and tribulations, and finding a way to weave that into a greater love story. I think if they could figure out how to do that, they would really be able to harness something. Let me know what you guys think. And now we're going to get to our featured clip of the day. Here is, uh, you know, just a just a conglomerate of conversation between me listening and reacting to Nick Vile's podcast and the different issues. What we we kind of watched 
on last night's episode of The Bachelor. Here, have a listen. Jason Tartik says snagging The Bachelor for a pre-one-on-one makeout is definitely an aggressive move. It doesn't say that it's wrong, just that it's aggressive. And then Susie responds to the kiss before the one-on-one date was a little weird. Susie Evans says, I thought it was bold and totally see why it rubs people the wrong way. It would give me the ick if I were charity and then had to go on the date. I think she should have apologized that it bothered the girls, but at the end of the day, there are no rules and all is fair and love and war on The Bachelor. And we're going to get into what Nick had to say. He has a nice counter opinion here, which, hey, this is great for podcasting. It's great for social media engagement. He takes the opinion as a former lead to say, look, if you ain't doing this, you ain't trying hard enough. If by week six, you're focused on everyone getting a fair opportunity to date your potential fiance, you are there for the wrong reasons, Team Cat. He uh, spelled your wrong, but that's okay. And of course, some others respond. Um, Someone said, uh, the reason why you can't understand that it's disrespectful, uncool, despite admitting that it was selfish, is probably the reason why you were seen as the villain on some of the seasons you were on. Entitled selfish is what some people are calling it. Let's just have a listen to what Nick actually had to say. And to be quite honest, I did not plan on making this video, but the debate is seems to be like the the big story in Bachelor Nation here uh, because um, not everyone's agreeing. Have a listen. I wanted to start with Obviously, we discussed a lot last week about the Zach and Greer situation that happened on the FaceTime uh-huh. kind of rose ceremony. Yeah, where he was a total trying to dick relate to with oh. me working in sales. It's nothing like that at all. Yeah. I, I cannot. Uh, pre- so so they recapped the Greer situation, which, which we've already done extensively. But we are going to have another video as to how the Greer situation may uh, may also um, line up with the Jess situation. We're looking at sample size here for the way Zach is acting. But let's go to Kat... Um, uh, the defense of Cat. The audacity. Yeah. Just the Rat. as the classless behavior, as Brooke uh, would say. Sarcasm. Sliz. Okay, okay. Because she wants to have a few minutes of alone time with a guy she is falling in love with. It's kind of a rascal move on And Kat's is expected part. <laughs> to, like, you know, possibly get it engaged to uh-huh. in a couple weeks. I personally didn't see it on its face value as an insane move by Cat because Charity is going to get to spend the rest of the day with him. That was just me. Uh, is it an unwritten rule that you don't, are, you know, are you allowed to talk? To, are you allowed to make eye contact with him? Are you allowed to hug him? Are you, you know, it's like, where is the line drawn between like uh, time being spent with each other? And how dare she take some time to talk to Zach? All of them want to do that, though. And they all could have. Then delay Charity's date by like three hours? You don't do it to Yeah, like, like everyone in the bar wants to hit on the hot chick. They all could have, but one guy does. One person, does, you know, maybe more. But like Nick's point, they all could have done this. They all could have made a move. But, you know, shoot or shoot, right? Charity. It's weird because this group of women is actually like better friends than any groups have totally. been. Like, I feel like Are he they? eliminates any drama immediately. So mm-hmm. like the fun television has all been cut. Like, give me give me a Mandrell back. I want Mandrell yeah. back. I know we miss her. She was I can't wait for Paradise. She's fantastic oh television. God. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't get to go to the Grand Old Opry for Hometowns. But like, I just feel like it was mean to do to Charity who got like who got. How was her- it mean? Because last week she got blocked. I just felt so, it's the wait, disrespect so of like the disrespect. No, go on your little date with him. He has my lip gloss on him. Mm-hmm. The you're, lip you're, gloss. You guys are. <laughs> 
Uh, first of all, I just want to and say I love that it's three women against Nick, but this is kind of a lot not not to generalize completely, but a lot of uh, c- scenarios like this may be divided on the lines where Nick understands it, that the male perspective that you have to take your shot or else nothing will come to you. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that seems to be his defense is that, hey, she's just playing the game that they've all signed up for. At this point in the season, if you are worried about fairness and other people getting their time, you're in it for the wrong reasons. But you're the OG rascal because you broke, you yeah, mixed it up. You are the OG gonna... rascal. You're... I'm simply saying there are people at this at this stage in the game. Yeah. You know when there are seven, eight, what? How, how many? Yeah. Nine. How many people are left? There were nine, nine to start nine. the episode. At this stage of the game, if you are not like thinking about how do I make more of a connection with Zach, if you're not starting to be fantasizing about the future, if you're not missing him like crazy where you're starting to lose your mind and you're thinking about people taking turns and you're thinking about fairness and other people getting their time, you're just not there for Zach. Well, uh, okay, so I'm not going to completely disagree with him here, uh, but I think I share a a sentiment that, uh, and by the way, as Arden mentioned, the guest here, she hit the nail on the head that that Nick is... It comes from the oh, the original sort of viewpoint that like he took Caitlin Bristow, uh, he or he um, hooked up with her before Fantasy Suites, so he understood like you play the game and make whatever moves you need with the only prize and the only role being your service towards that person. You're not here to just make friends. You're not there for a relationship. Disagree. You, you're. I disagree. I As feel like someone you could who's do it. been in that world, but I can tell you your priorities are not focused on the relationship. I feel like women are raised to be polite to each other and this like that, like and which is good and bad. And I'm it's, it's something that I like about myself and I also don't like. The reality is you are living with these eight other people who it's like being a good respectful having a sportsmanship. I see what you're saying, but there are gonna be ramifications because it's breaking like bachelor rules. Yeah. Yeah. So she calls it a sportsmanship, which is interesting. The unwritten rules that you don't cross someone before a date like that. Whereas, and I, I disagree with Nick. Nick's kind of got a duality here where he's saying, if you're, if you're Brooklyn and you're upset at, if and, and you're upset at cat, then you don't care enough about Zach. It's almost like one, it's like one, both can be true, you know? But it's not like girl code a little bit. It's like saying like, yeah, like bachelor rules makes it seem like some like stuffy, like when it's like actually just like how do people coexist in a way that feels like respectful and fair to them. Explain to me how uh, Kat in any way impacted charities by pulling Zach and doing whatever. Explain to me how how she negatively impacted charities time. She delayed the date. How? How do you know that? You don't know that. Good point. (laughs) Well, she they used a time watch. To yeah, so so she spent five minutes with Zach. You know what I mean? Stop time. As yeah. someone who knows how those days work, I'm telling you, she didn't delay shit. I, but it's hard. It's hard to have this conversation with Nick because he has been in that position and he knows. No, they didn't delay the date. The date that lasted. The driver picked him up at the time he was going to pick him up. They spent eight hours on their date together. Didn't delay the date. I agree with Nick. There. But it changes the whole energy of it. And it feels very much For like, sure. no, I get to go take him because like I'm the better connection. And then you can go play with him. It, I agree with you. I think that I think that. Look, as a person who as a person who does have anxiety and gets nervous mm-hmm. and gets so, so like I would have been nervous and like gearing up and excited. Like this has been building and building 
last week she was ready and then it didn't happen. She finally got it. And then so you're nervous enough for the date to have the sexiest one there. Pull him aside and be like, it's like this date has been an inflating balloon of like anticipation. And Kat came in with like a little needle. And like when you're sort of like the nice girl and then like the sexiest girl in school is like, let me just like, don't forget about me. Have fun with your little like sweet friend, but remember that. Yeah, but that's that, not what she did. She just pulled him aside to have some time with Zach. But you're she, a guy. You're the guy. The gals here. I would have uh, felt insecure. It would have. It would have rattled that, me. But that that would have been a you problem. No, I agree. Oh. But I, I just don't like. I just, again. Wow. Like, Nick's coming. Nick. Hey, c- congrats. You know, you got to give him credit for defending his point here. He's saying if you feel insecure, you're insecure because you're in this game where we're all trying to date the same guy. It's not. I'll tell you. I'll get. I'll give Cat this credit. She didn't kiss him in front of everybody. She pulled him aside. She could have probably wiped off the lip gloss before stamping him on the cheek. But like, I understand it wasn't the polite thing to do. I, I acknowledge <laughs> that that Cat wasn't thinking about anyone but her relationship with Zach. I acknowledge that, but I don't think that makes her classless or I don't think (gasps) she deserves Brooklyn bullying her all week. All right, so then he calls Brooklyn a bully multiple times. And I and here's where I agree. Brooklyn could have made her point right away, but you, you don't need to relitigate the same point. She made her point. She kept on bringing it up. And it's like, look, it's called it's a stalemate. That that at that point, it's almost like Brooklyn you can have the right point. So like, there's no, there's no saying, oh, um, Brooklyn was in the wrong for sticking up for, for what she thought was right. The violation of girl code. No, that's fine. It's just like, how far are you going to go after to sort of make sure there's a punishment more likable or to like be respectful. It could be for TV. She's now the villain. I don't think she wanted that energy. I do respect your hot take. I can see what you're saying that it isn't the end of the world. That it is just a pull and a kiss. But with a group of people that have become friends where there is no villain, you're the new villain. Sure. And it depends yeah. on your values. Where it's like if you're a bachelor and you're like, you're like, hell yeah, that was powerful and assertive. I like that. I want someone who goes after what they want. Like, then it's awesome. And then like somebody else, like if I were in a situation where someone did that, I would be like, ooh, I didn't like the way, you know, like everybody's allowed to have different reactions to that. And it's about like the to- Totally. I, I, I think Brooklyn's a bully because <laughs> I think... One, I think why why she, Kat was right. Why did she have to start calling her names? She could have just said, "I really didn't like that you do that. Did that? It wasn't the time. I didn't think that was fair to to charity." That's all she had to say. No, she started calling her names, and then throughout the entire week, she wouldn't let up. She just kept she she felt like she had the influence of the house. She she felt like she was on the popular side of this argument. And she took advantage of it by like just relentlessly going after Kat because she knew that everyone else had her back. Now, again, you can go check out this full uh, conversation on Nick Vile's YouTube channel. We already covered the basic recap, but now we're doing a deeper dive. My personal thought here is that Brooklyn probably has one of those like justice personalities where she can't let it go because she feels an injustice has occurred. And that's fine and all, but we have to remember Kat didn't do this on Brooklyn's one-on-one. It really is Kat's fight with Charity, and Charity didn't seem to say anything about it. So, was Bro- like to be offended on someone else's behalf is always kind of like, to me, an eye roll, but I understand the point. And as I said last night, my immediate take last night is the same thing I'll say now, which is that Brooklyn's point could have been made once, maybe twice, but three, four times interrupting. You just have to let it go. And there's just so much content to get to that we only featured one YouTube clip out of four different videos I made today. 
So if you need more content, who doesn't, go over to my YouTube channel, check that out. Also, if you want to put some bread in the tip jar, you can do that by signing up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. And if you can't do that, that's totally respectable. Just uh, don't mind doing something free, like sharing us with your circle of bachelor friends on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag us on Instagram stories. Or if you want, don't forget to uh, like, follow, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. All right, folks, we've got two different uh, Wednesday and Thursday. I've got interviews lined up for Bachelor Rush Hour. So I hope you stick around and enjoy those in the next couple days. Uh, But that's going to be it for me today. I've been Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour.